Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Title IX podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I am Steph Copley, joined by Elisa Woods for episode 74. Hey, Elisa. 74. My mom 74. just asked how many episodes it was, and I was like, it's in the 70s. That's right. 74 to be exact. How are you tonight? <laughs> I am fab. How are you? I'm good. We're back recording on Monday evening instead of Monday yes. morning, and I feel like we're both happier in the evening than oh, we are yeah. on first thing Monday morning. Oh yeah. I'm a real grump in the mornings. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. Well, uh, shout out to our sponsor of the podcast, the Ivy college of business at Iowa state. I have some cool news about Ivy. Tell they us. are launching a healthcare management degree available in the fall semester. The board of regents, um, just approved the new program during their June meeting. So that, that this is breaking news. I love for it. Our sponsor of the pod, which I don't know if you know, but the healthcare system is, you know, kind of, kind of messy sometimes. So yeah. the more people we get, the more Iowa state grads, we can get in there to clean up that mess, the better. That's yeah, what I have yeah. to say about that. So happy for our friends at Ivy for continuing to expand and evolve and grow. And also shout out to the sponsor of the entire podcast network, our friends of the Mississippi river distilling company over in LeClaire. Uh, I actually ran another race this weekend down in Kansas city and was talking to my friend's brother who was hosting us for dinner and I had brought him some Cody road last time and he was a big fan. So Love it. yeah, Cody road now has a fan down in Kansas city, Missouri. Mm, nice. Yes. All right. So this month marks the anniversary of title nine, not the podcast, but the federal legislation that we tongue in cheek named our podcast uh, after so, Elisa, I think we should kind of do a deep dive into Title IX, what it was, what it was intended for, what it has become, and whether it's working. Maybe we could do that in the next episode to mark the, the anniversary. What do you think? I would love that. Okay. So we'll do that next time. So that's so stay, for next time. stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll do our homework. <laughs> um, but for tonight, we saw some encouraging news um, in the world of women's sports, starting first with the Women's College World Series. Much like last year, the numbers for the Women's College World Series are staggering both TV and in-person attendance. Thursday's opening day of the college, the Women's College World Series averaged 813,000 viewers on ESPN, which is the largest audience for the first day of the event since 2008. And we don't have the TV viewership numbers for this part yet, but on Saturday, the OU-Texas rivalry game was on ABC, and that was the first time ever that ABC had um, aired a college world series game for women for softball. And I just thought it was interesting because we saw what happened when the powers that be did this to a regular season women's college game this best uh, this year for basketball. And then they did it during the women's tournament and the numbers went bonkers. So yeah. like I said, we don't have the numbers for that game yet, but I imagine they will be similarly off the charts like they were for softball. And this is more of an anecdotal thing, but I saw a tweet last week from a sports bar owner who said, 
I'm just going to read it to you. It says, I own a sports bar. I've got more calls this morning asking if we're showing softball today than I've gotten seven years asking if we're showing baseball. I love it. I know me too. That had 13,000, that tweet had 13,000 likes as of last oh night. My gosh. So, yes. Well, part of that is probably because people would just assume that they're showing baseball. But, maybe, maybe but you want to be sure yeah. you want to be, be sure. sure. And, and you want to know the, that a specific team is on. And the fact that people are interested in wanting to see it is always a good sign, yeah. but Um, I'm sure you saw this. The in-person attendance on Saturday was record-breaking. It was over 12,500. It was the largest crowd in women's college world series history. Mm -hmm. It's been a good tournament so far. You've watched a lot of it. I have watched a lot of it. And actually the, the college world series has broken its attendance attendance record twice over the weekend. Oh, really? I didn't even see that. So that was the second time that they had broken their own attendance record. So it's not just one game. And I mean, they've had over a million viewers watch that Texas, Arkansas game. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, there's so many, they, the, I think that um, Oklahoma and UCLA was on ABC as well. I don't know if both of their games were, but I know I saw that one of them was, um, that was quite a game, <laughs> Oklahoma, UCLA, um, the second game or the first game, the, well, the first game, the okay. second one was the a, second one was a blowout, yeah. Yeah. but the first game, um, uh, you know, uh, just, um, a girl named Maya Brady. I don't know if you ever heard of that last name, Tom Brady's niece. Oh, now that you mention it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She had two homers in that game. Um, and they ended up beating them. I think it was Oklahoma's third loss of the entire season. Um, they beat them, but then Oklahoma came back and run ruled them. And I actually saw that And I don't know what the rule is for run rule. They beat them Mm 15-0 in the fifth, but I'm wondering if it's like eight after five, maybe. Uh, I don't think so because they were up 10-0 after five. So I'd have to look at that too. But so just to give a little context, what we're talking about um, right now, we've got, we're in the semifinals of the Women's College World Series. So we've got several big 12 schools, at least current 12 schools that are moving to the SEC. But in the game that I mentioned that was on ABC, it was OU and Texas and OU beat Texas seven to two, which meant Texas fell to the elimination bracket. They then beat Arizona, which put them in the semis against Oklahoma state. So Texas and Oklahoma state are playing in the semifinals right now, as we record mm-hmm. OU who beat UCLA earlier today. in the games that Elisa is talking about is on the other side of that semifinals bracket. So they're going, it's going to be an all big 12 championship. Mm -hmm. It's going to be OU versus either Oklahoma state or Texas. So we've Uh either got the red, red river rivalry or bedlam. So, so it's crazy when we were upstairs, Texas was up three Oh, like right before we came down. And of course, everyone will probably know, um, by the time this airs. Yeah. Yeah. But so if Texas if Texas wins, I think that forces another game at 8:30 yes. tonight. Yep. But if Oklahoma State wins, it knocks Texas, Texas out because they yep. do already have one. So it's like a double elimination basically. Yep, which is I think something if you're not familiar with the Women's College World Series, you got to mm-hmm. get used to a little bit. But it's been it's been really fun to watch. Oklahoma is a super electric team. Hit a lot of home runs. Mm-hmm. Um and it's been fun. I've said this, I feel like a lot about a lot of women's sports this year, but it's really neat to hop on Twitter and see people talking people that, you know, are sports fans, but maybe not necessarily, um, some of the ancillary sports fans Mm -hmm. tweeting about it, you know, they're interested. And it's, I know that's kind of one of those, again, that's anecdotal, but it's still, 
it's still showing something. And I think it's really exciting. Yeah. We were actually up there watching and, um, my daughter's watching and she was like, she's like, so do, does like somebody watch my T-ball game on TV? I know. I was like, Oh, sweetheart. I was like, no, but I like, maybe someday. I know. I like explained the little league world series and stuff. And and she was like, so how old are these girls who are playing? I was like, Oh, Mm -hmm. they're your cousin Olivia's age. She was, Oh, is she an adult? Yeah. She She's an adult. Yeah. She's in college. So it's it fun like, that she's asking those yeah, questions. Yeah. But and she's, she's alluded to that before, like wondering if people watch her T-ball game on TV, which like, I where's just the camera. Is, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but just, I'm just like, can you imagine being a little kid thinking like you're walking up to the plate and people are watching you on TV? No, it'd be very intimidating. That's <laughs> like a five-year-old. It depends on the kid. Like if it were yeah. me, I'd be very intimidated at five years old. There are five-year-olds who'd be like, hell yeah, let's yeah. go. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. There are some on her team for sure. Is Rosa enjoying T-ball? She is. Yeah. Um, she's had a couple little breakdowns, but that's just kind of the age that she is yeah, right for now. Sure. But uh, Corey is, so Corey is about to be seven and they played in a league where every hit go- yeah, you throw it to first base. Yeah. Um, but she's playing in a little they call it a tournament. It's really just three mm-hmm. extra games on Saturday where they're playing real softball rules. Oh, and she had her practice for it tonight. And the poor girl just had no idea. <laughs> I, I gave her no preparation whatsoever. I thought they were going to kind of, you know, like spoon, spoon yeah. feed it to them. And yeah. So we spent, I sat at dinner with her and we had our little whiteboard out and I was like, oh. this is a force out. And she picked up pretty quick. So <laughs> I was, you know, it's just one of those things. I don't think you can teach until you're out there and doing yeah. it, you know, so it'll be fun. Yeah. It could be a real, oh real circus gosh. on Saturday, Yeah, but it's fun. I'm, gl- I'm glad she's enjoying it. And like I told you before we started recording, I'd rather sit at a softball game than be stuck in or practice even than be stuck inside. So I'm yeah, happy to for do sure. it. For sure. For yeah. sure. Okay. So switching from softball to the national women's soccer league, um, they are also enjoying increased attendance numbers. Uh, I started paying more attention this year because the Casey current um, has a new league or sorry, a new team that was established in 2020. And I care for a few reasons. They have some local ties. Brittany Mahomes is, a, is one of the owners. Um, obviously Kansas city's a hop, skipping a jump away from Des Moines. They have plans for an incredible stadium that we've talked about. Um, it's right on the river. I think it's the first of its kind solely for women. I mean, it's being built specifically for the national women's soccer league team. So they're investing in women. And I think that's awesome. And their teal kits, notice I'm using the appropriate soccer <laughs> lingo kits. Their teal kits are badass. They're really cool. That's so cool. yeah, we've been paying attention. And on Saturday, um, they currently play where the Sporting KC plays. So until their, their new stadium is built. On Saturday, they had a crowd of almost 8,000, which was their highest ever. And I just mentioned it, but the team was just founded in 2020. So they're getting solid crowds for a brand new team in a city that's really investing in them. And the other example that I think is really amazing is um, Angel City Football Club was also founded in 2020 and it's owned. I'm sure you've seen this in the news. I'm sure we've talked about it by big names like Natalie Portman, Christina Aguilera, Sophia Bush, Jessica Chastain, Glennon Doyle, Abby Wambach, Sean Johnson East, and more. They have ridiculous attendance at their games. They're averaging about 20,000 fans a game. So, and these are, these are, we've talked about this a lot with respect to the WNBA and the NBA. You know, we look at the WNBA and one of the criticisms is there's just not the fan support there, but we also have to keep in mind that these are infancy. They're in their infancy, they're baby leagues. 
And these teams for the National Women's Soccer League are in the same boat, but they're drawing attention. They're drawing fans. They're drawing families. Um, and they're drawing social media presence that I haven't seen before. So I'm really excited about that too. And I think we're going to try to go to a game in August. Oh, that so, sounds fun. Yeah, but it's it's neat to see. And I'm always going to be, I'm, I will always support any organization that makes it a priority to invest in women. For sure. Uh, speaking of investing in women, should we talk about Hopewood? Yeah. <laughs> Did you like that one? I that do. Yeah, that was a good transition. Thank you. All right. Hopewood is a treasure. Uh, she does wills in a day. That's her program. Will in a day. She's super fast and easy. If you need your will done, go to her. She can handle it in just a matter of hours. And she is kind and wonderful. And her website is hopewoodjd.com. And if you use the promotion fanatic, you'll get $50 off on her will in a day program. And uh, yeah, that was a much happier transition to hopes promo than, than what we did last time. I'm trying, sorry, hope. <laughs> I know I made her laugh last time though. Oh, well, that's good. Yes. Yep. She messaged me. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about more investing in women after the break, but let's take one right now. We are brought to you by authentic brand. Authentic brand is more than just your source for official cyclone gear with an amazing team of designers. Authentic brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. Okay, Lisa. So speaking of investing in women, there's a company out there who claims to be investing in women, but you're not so sure. Do you want to lay, yeah. you want to set the, set the groundwork? For yeah. Us? So I saw a couple of days ago, you know, that Gatorade had announced that it wasn't going to renew its deal with the NHL in 2023. And then PepsiCo, a sister company was going to downgrade their partnership and no longer sponsor the Super Bowl halftime show. And kind of the headline that they said was that they want to focus more on women's sports, but the way that it was laid out is we want to focus more on women's sports and college athletes, athletes. Yeah. You know, I noticed the same little, thing, just a little and college athletes. <clears throat> so, and it's like, okay, so you're going to regroup those two together. I'm kind of curious what that split is going to be because yeah. like, there's a lot of like goodwill in supporting women's sports right now. And, um, that, that's a great headline. You know, you're cutting, you're cutting your funding, you're cutting your support a little bit so you can support women a little bit more. But also I see that the college landscape is just like ripe. It's like the gold rush. Yeah. It, like That's a really, great way to put it. It is like, I was reading a book about the gold rush that we got from a little library when Rosa and I were on a walk and it really is. It's like the gold rush. Like everybody is running to college athletes right now. And, um, it's, it's interesting. And so I, I'm, I am curious. I'm trying to be optimistic, optimistic, cautiously optimistic. Um, but I would like, I, I mean, there's money to be had in both places. I think that the money is going to be a little easier in the college realm because there's a lot of like untapped influence there, um, with it being so new. Um, but of course, like we agree that there is, there is, influence and there is possibilities, you know, there's gold to be had in women's <laughs> yes. sports as well. So I'm curious to see how this all shakes out. And I am curious me, to see how they support women's sports. I had the same reaction. Uh, I read their press release and it was the, you know, the, the headline was couched as to focus more on women's sports. And then, yeah. as, and then as you read, it says women's sports and college name image likeness opportunities. Right. And, 
those, I mean, those are the same sometimes, but Mm -hmm. there's also a lot that are not involving women's sports. And my initial, and I also thought it was interesting because, um, Gatorade already inked a deal with Paige Beckers Mm -hmm. and it's a good deal. So I, I want to be optimistic and hopeful that they will look for more deals like that first, and then also dabble in, you know, um, whatever, whatever else is out there, which is a lot. Yeah. next but yeah that we had the same reaction yeah we're just jaded at this point i just i just hope this isn't like one of those you like kylie jenner hands of pepsi <laughs> to the swat team type deal who signed off I on mean, that i mean i have some i have some ideas but like once a week now i see something and i I think to myself, where was the person that says no in the room? Right. Yeah, right. That, where was the person that was like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, I, what's our second choice? So good job, Pepsi kind of, but we'll wait and see to give you the, we're watching you, up. you know, <laughs> the, right. those little, you put your little two fingers to your eyes, two fingers to their eyes. We're watching. We're you. watching you. Okay. That Do you have more, um, well, I have another investing in women story, yeah, but I need us. to, okay. I need to set this up a little bit. Okay. This is kind of a parallel to the fight that the U S women's national team had with the U S soccer federation. So the Canadian national men's team, the men's soccer team drafted a letter over the weekend that stood up against Canada soccer. And it was about their compensation. So in March, they restarted contract negotiations, which was a lot, you know, we, we went through that entire process with the U S women's national team. But, um, so in March of 2020, the Canadian national men's team says, okay, let's, let's restart this chat. Canada soccer did not respond until June 2nd with their counter offer. And it was apparently, you know, tiddlywinks compared to what, what they were expecting. So the men's team said, piss off. And they refused to play their match against Panama. I think it was yesterday or, or over the weekend. So it is essentially amounting to a mini strike at this yeah. point. But what's interesting in their demand in that letter to Canada soccer was, um, a bullet point that they said they want an equitable structure with our women's national team that shares the same player match fees, percentage of prize money earned at our respective FIFA world cups and the development of a women's domestic league which if you remember on a few episodes ago, when we talked about the collective bargaining agreement um, that was reached with the U S women's national team, that was essentially kind of pushed into existence by the men who said, no, it's time to share and give them their equitable share of this pie. And so I have no idea if the, you know, the Canada men's team kind of saw that and said, all right, we can do that too. And I, I don't follow Canada soccer shocker. Um, so I don't know what kind of ground they have soccer to stand shocker. on soccer shocker, but I just thought it was neat that they took, you know, they made this a priority in a two page letter with probably 10 different demands. This was one of them Yeah, and they didn't have to do that. And I just thought it was a very promising step forward. And as I've said a million times on this podcast, you don't have to carry the torch for women's sports, but if you don't want to get the hell out of the way, right. these, that's, this is a group of guys that is clearly carrying the torch despite not not having to and i just yeah. shout out to them and shout out to them for investing in their female counterparts up there that's cool did you see the wnba news what that tyrese halliburton told reporters the more people who actually sit down and watch a wnba game they'll fall in love with it did he really I did, yeah oh <gasps> tyrese i know i already loved him I so know. much iowa state's own I know. Are you really? He told reporters, and I quote, 
the more people that actually sit down and watch a game, they'll fall in love with it. And he was talking about the WNBA. Okay, this makes me so happy. I know. That was not my WNBA news, but yours is so much better. Was it about Becky Hammond? No. Oh, well, she had the, I mean, the Vegas Aces and um, Becky Hammond had the best 10 game start to head coaching career in WNBA history with nine and one. They're currently 10 and two with the best record in the league and at the top of the Western conference. Well, she's getting paid a lot of cash to make them good. So good for her. She's putting her money where her mouth is, I guess. The other WNBA, no. Oh, I have one more. Okay, go. Brittany Griner, it's time to bring her home. Yes. Like for a while, for a hot second, for a long time, we heard nothing. Then for a hot second, it seemed like things were moving. And now we're back to the hearing nothing. Yeah. It's been 110 days. It's time. Yeah. I just would like some kind of statement from someone that tells us what the hell is going on. Yeah. No. I mean, imagine this was, yeah. Imagine this was like Steph Curry. I think about this all the time. If it were Steph Curry or the Brittany Griner equivalent in the NBA, whoever that is, it, this would have been taken care of a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's really unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Bring her home. Um, my WNBA news is something that we mentioned a few episodes ago about the need for expansion teams. Um, because there are so many players that go into the draft and there are so few spots available, um, that players themselves are saying it's time to expand. And the, um, the commissioner of the league said, you know, that's something we're considering. Well, she said over the weekend that it's actually coming sooner than we expected and could actually happen for the start of the 2024 season, which is wow, really fast. And unfortunately the rumored cities do not include Des Moines as wah, we were hoping. Wah, wah, wah. Okay. Give me, tell me three cities that you think that the WNBA could be expanding to, and we'll see if you get them right. The, the rumored cities are one, two, three, four, five. There's six rumored cities. We'll see if you can get any of them. Oh my gosh. I don't Just even know what this is. Austin. No. Houston. No. Dang. Um, San Francisco. You got one. Yeah, let's Good job. Go. Okay. So Nashville, Oakland, Philadelphia, Portland, which didn't you say your husband was just in Portland? I was just, that was going to be my next guest was Portland, San Francisco and Toronto. So do you think, uh, Toronto is another guest. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think Arnold based on his week there thinks that Portland is the appropriate place for WNBA? Portlandia? <laughs> um, we, I, I mean, I think so. Portland love their sport, loves their sports. We went there one time thinking, actually, we thought we were going to move there when to Portland. Yeah. We, I, I can't remember if we were just married or if we were dating, we went to go visit. Cause it was more like one of the cities we were thinking about, like, well, maybe we want to move and like mm-hmm. see what else is out there. I mean, this has been many, many years ago before kids or anything. Um, and we went out and did not have a good time. Portland did not show you a good time we did and they lost out it. on two individuals who could have been contributing citizens to their community. And it could have been our fault. Um, no, but, but it was just like, we couldn't find a sports bar and it just like, wasn't, it wasn't our vibe. That's too bad. I know we Portland has that new place called the sports bra. Remember the one that only shows women's sports. So maybe we need to give it a retry. Yeah. That's the, that's the place that they really need it. We went to voodoo donuts. We went to like a, 
a movie theater where you could get food and stuff and that was like a novel concept mm-hmm. that, you that was get, before it got yeah. big <laughs> yeah um yeah and we like went to the same steakhouse twice because we couldn't find <laughs> any more places we did like we walked past a place and smelled them baking croissants and mm-hmm. so we went back the next morning because they were closed they were just like yeah. baking them yeah um in the middle of the night and we went back in the morning and they were pretty delish but we spent a lot of time in our hotel watching catfish yeah MTV that's really catfish. not a good time is i know it? well we better just, luck to the w the potential wnba team out there yeah i thought toronto was interesting because um uh oh my gosh bridget carlton had yeah. mentioned had you know publicly said a couple of years ago that she really wants more development of women's basketball in canada yeah that would and obviously cool. that would provide a, a channel for that mm-hmm. but yeah have you been paying much attention to bridget yeah she's, she's been not playing, getting as many minutes no. as she was she's last getting like season. 10 Mm-hmm. ish mm, two points here two points there yeah. but we're still on bridget watch because yeah. bridget we still love of you course what. we are we love we her are. we love her and that's a we love i mean it's not a good team but we love the team yes of course we love watching that team um <laughs> yeah so i don't know i all of those cities are fine to me i don't have a strong opinion i'm just glad yeah. to see that they're taking um what is honestly a probably serious need of the league and taking it seriously yeah. and putting something into action. So we'll see what happens. I like the idea of Philadelphia. I wonder if they would play at the Wells Fargo center there. Um, I think that would be a good place for them. I think San Francisco is a great place. Great idea for them. Um, I mean, Oakland riding kind of on the tail of the excitement for the warriors would be Mm -hmm. awesome. What were some of the other ones? Nashville was the other one. Nashville. Um, Nashville's seen like a, a bump with like the predators mm-hmm. um, in excitement for sports in general, but I don't know if Nashville's ready for a WNBA team. Yeah. I'm just not sure. Um, obviously Nashville is a tourist city. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see, I don't know anything about the Nash, you know, beyond the tourism of Nashville. Yeah. So that's an interesting one too. Yeah. But- I mean, Vegas is doing well. I wonder what yeah. Vegas is. Yeah, that's um, a good point. That's a really good point. But I wonder what their attendance is like. Right. The team is doing well. Right. But yeah, that's something we should look at because yeah. that's um, on a smaller scale. It's a similar, it's a parallel to Vegas. But. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Big 12 tournament news. The Big 12 tournament was extended um, in Kansas City through 2027, which is great because as Iowa State fans, we love Hilton South very, very, very much. Um, this is kind of a good news, bad news scenario. So the women are moving from playing in municipal auditorium to the T-Mobile center where the men typically play. And I know for years, the, the cry has been the municipal auditorium. I don't think it's very nice. Um, and in comparison to the T-Mobile center, it's, it's definitely not, you know, the same type of facility. Mm-hmm. The kicker is that they'll now be playing the week before the men, whereas in these past years, they've played essentially at the same time, um, kind of alternating days. And I'm pumped for the facilities, obviously. Um, and, you know, we as much as anyone agree that they deserve to play in equitable facil- facilities. The issue is just that it's so nice for fans to be able to go back and forth between the tournaments and I have no idea what attendance is like for other big 12 schools, but I know the women 
get big numbers from Iowa state fans who do both. Uh Um, and last year, the women's tournament, which was at municipal auditorium recorded the highest number of attendance since 2013. So since about in about nine years. So I'm curious to see what happens when they move it to the week before, because you're obviously going to force people to choose as Uh opposed to making it a, 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 you know, week long trip where you get to do a little bit of double dipping. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how to fix that. Um, I'm not necessarily saying this is wrong because I understand why they did it. I'm just curious to see what that effect might be. It's funny because like, I remember when we were playing, there were so many times where you were like, why are we playing at the same time? Like, I wish we weren't playing at the same time. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, but, but you went too far. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you, you had the right thing going at the tournament. Right. You know, they never overlapped in the, at the, um, at the big 12 tournament, they right. never overlapped at tip time. So that was great. They had to figure it out there. Mm-hmm. And then now they're, yeah, you're right. I guess I if asked you're going too much. Too far. Damn it. That's, that's not, this is on me. This is on me, everybody. <laughs> Yeah. I just, I want what's best for the women. And, you know, if they prefer to play in the, the nicer facilities, then so be it. And I'll support them. So, and I, because Iowa state fans are loyal and we have a very loyal women's basketball fan base. I don't, I'm not sure it'll affect our uh, attendance very much, but I'm curious to see what other schools attendance might experience as a result of that. This is one of those things where I'm just not sure what the right answer is, Yeah, but you know, I was thinking about this too. I was worried Remember when they moved the um, selection show for the women's tournament this year to a couple hours after the men when it uh-huh. had typically been on Monday nights? And I thought I thought that was a bad idea. I was very concerned that they would lose viewership because it came after the women's bracket or sorry, the men's bracket reveal, whereas previously they had it the whole night to themselves and they actually had record number uh, viewership for that. So who the heck knows? Yeah. I mean, maybe there's just something to giving them their own state. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What else you got, Elisa? Yeah, I, that's about it. I kind of, I kind of worked, I worked my stuff in. You did. Th- yeah. This is cool guys. We don't typically talk a ton about, um, what we want to bring to the podcast until right before. And tonight we basically had the same outline, which two brains, one thought, I guess it, it kind of like, it kind of happens a lot. Yeah. It's fun though. It, it makes me happy. Yeah. It means we're, you know, like reading the same things and tuned yeah. into the right things. And we, I mean, we talk a lot too. Somebody said like, it's surprising that we have so much chemistry Street. for two people who like, don't do this. And we've been trying to get together for lunch for what did I say? <laughs> two years. Okay, just- here's the deal. <laughs> Lisa and I, started this podcast after having lunch together one time. And we, yeah. that was in 2019. We haven't had lunch together since <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had lunch together since I got laid off. Yeah. It's been two years. That's wild. Yeah. But I feel like you're part of my family. So I, I don't know. know. We just, we just text all the time. We do text all the time. I just, I don't leave my house very often. <laughs> yeah. I, the, I was thinking about where I drive. It's essentially this little triangle from my house to school, to daycare, to the softball yeah. fields home. Yep. And then you throw in a dance in there and that's about it. It's yep. pretty sad. Yep. Welcome to motherhood, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and I have to be at home at all times in case somebody wants to come pick something up. Yeah, so. you're right. Okay. Well, how about I come to your house and you make me lunch? <laughs> okay. I will. <laughs> okay. Deal. All right. So stay tuned. Like we said, for our title nine history lesson in a couple of weeks, like we said, we'll do our homework. Um, there's because of the anniversary of it, there's been a lot of good content out there about whether it's working, whether it's not working, um, kind of some of the, the highlights and some of the low points, I would say. So we'll kind of come 
we'll come prepared. And I think we should kind of come with our own perspective about it. And then like we do with Christmas, we'll probably end up having the same poem to read to our listeners. We'll both have written um, new words to WAP. (laughs) (laughs) If that happens. We just lost some listeners. Sorry. If that happens, that's just our last episode. It's done. (laughs) We're going out on top. Um, Actually, then I think we should do an ASMR episode. Okay. Okay. Can you give us a preview? Yeah. It's just going to be a really, a really good episode. So you guys should listen. Oh, <laughs> you're okay. so weird. I Hi. also think something we should do this summer is get our daughters on. Yeah. Oh man. That would Don't be you think fun. we should. Yeah. Well, and ask them this, questions. Yeah. About, I mean, we can tie sports into it. It's, yeah. You know, t- and because in the summer we have t-ball yeah in the summer we have more flexibility because there's just not as much iowa state stuff going on and it tends to be slower so i think we should put them on i think i think the fan the listeners would like it also don't you remember my um idea yes i I do okay i I won't say it that's a tease because i don't want anybody else to take my idea but i've been working on this for many maybe years. I think you have, because it's an idea you floated last summer. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Look at that. You have to keep listening to the podcast to get all of these great, great episodes coming up. Yes. Well, thank you for listening to us, everybody. Um, stay tuned to the women's college world series for a big 12 kind of matchup. You traitors (laughs) and horns down. Horns down. Go cyclones. Go stay.